0: If I say Warriors, Warriors, if I say Warriors, Warriors, if I say Warriors, Warriors.
1: Happy Warrior Wednesday to you and yours out there. Cali brought to you by Anchor. Game two of the Western Conference Finals goes down today. Golden State traveling to Houston, hopefully to leave Houston with a two game to zero advantage. Hopefully that's not just my warrior fandom having wishful thinking. But you guys let me know what you think about that. We'll talk basketball. We have a lot of stuff to cover on the show. Some of this information is old. I've been hoarding some of our breaks. I apologize for that. But KO is going to join the show. He's got some very big life news. Also, the homie and comedian Mike Venn joins the show. We're going to talk baseball. We're getting into the DH. Is it a good thing or bad thing? We're going to talk music. We're going to discuss our favorite MCs. And then we're going to get into some NBA talk. We're talking generational greatness. Great teams versus a great player who normally wins that series. And uh, whatever else comes to mind, of course, Anchor shout-outs. It's Cali KO brought to you by Anchor, man. Let's get it. <laughs> NBA Conference Finals, it's going down now. The, the final four teams in the playoffs right now, regardless of where they finished with their regular season record, they're the top four teams that we pretty much predicted were going to go in to the playoffs and be in this position. That's the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors in the West, and then Cleveland and Boston in the East. So now that we're here and it's, everything is happening the way that us geniuses thought it was going to happen, what do you guys think of the gameplay so far? Boston just took a commanding 2-0 lead. They did what they were supposed to do, which is protect the home court, but in The way that they did it, though, the way that they beat Cleveland down, even though LeBron was getting everything he wanted and then some, let me know what you think about the manner at which the two games have gone in the Eastern Conference. And then let's talk about what you think is going to happen in the Western Conference with Golden State and Houston. I'm a Warriors fan. I've said all season that I was not worried about a a team coached by Mike D'Antoni. Um, we've seen this guy before. He's a one-trick pony. He's going to get into the playoffs and do what he does. And when it comes time to make adjustments, he might not be able to make adjustments. I trust that he's going to get out coached by Steve Kerr. And then what does he say immediately after their game one loss, which is, we do what we do. We don't need to change what we do. We just have to keep doing what we do. Da, 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 da. Calvin's right, Calvin's right Cal, 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 you're right, confirm it, confirm it That's pretty much what I heard in my head So tell me what you guys think about that um, Stephen A. Smith made a good point about this Like, There's a difference between good coaches and championship coaches Good coaches can say things like You stick with what you do You don't change, you don't make adjustments You do what you do and you do what got you there Championship coaches can still take that philosophy But then know how to make adjustments on the fly And coach on the fly And analyze what they're seeing And then process a new game plan to get that win Because the most important thing is getting the win Not necessarily doing what you do You gotta come out with the W So that's why, like I said Far into the season before this series even happened if we get to Houston in the Western Conference Finals, I'm not worried about a team coached by Mike D'Antoni. And he just confirmed why in that interview where he said that he's basically going to be stubborn and not change up his shit. You're not going to beat the Warriors doing what the Warriors do. Now, ISO ball, even though you run it very well, I don't think it's going to work against the Warriors. But that's my thoughts. What are yours. This is Cal K.O. brought to you by Anchor. Netflix, 125 million subscribers.
0: $9 billion in revenue, and they have not touched advertising yet. No commercials, just straight content. Masterful. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, me as a commercial actor would love to do commercials on Netflix, but they don't need it. They make money without commercials. How does that happen in a world where everything is about advertising, marketing,
1: and commerce? I think it's great to have that because think about it, you just said $9 billion in revenue. Isn't that what the NFL had just had like not too, like a year or so ago? Yes. So for Netflix to be doing NFL money?
0: That's crazy. That's, it's crazy. The whole game is changing these days. I mean, the people signing contracts, directors, writers, producers signing contracts to be on Netflix for Netflix original content. And they're just changing the whole game. They're doing it the way it's. It's, it's the next it's the next level. YouTube has streaming television now, with but, commercials and without commercials. Yeah, I mean it's, it's crazy. Pandora now you can stream with commercials or without commercials. You pay the premium, no commercials. Um, I got
1: Netflix. I love Netflix. The thing is, is they got to follow. They they kicked it up a notch from the person that started it all, which is HBO.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, because HBO was the one HBO that was original. Cause then they didn't really. What's great about it is content-wise. If you're creative, they're not worried about ratings. Oh yeah. Cause they've got subscribers. Yeah. That's their. That's how they judge their success: of subscribers, not ratings. Who's up? In so.
0: Here? Who's up in here? Yes. Yeah. Who's it? Yeah. Who's up in here watching? This? Man. Like. What like? Which, which shows do we make? Do they all watch? Cause every time you watch a show, it pings to them. This when people watch this at this time during this day. Da da da. So, the commercials that they, they advertise on regular cable for Netflix, all these shows, and then you go buy a Netflix subscription and then you're going there watch shows that follow all the, the demographics of what they already know you're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So, the analytics are on point.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So, do you think there's more adult time going on with the whole Netflix and chill or Pandora playlist?
0: Pandora playlist. Yeah, I think people are like the Netflix show was a good novelty for a minute but anybody got time to watch no movies you know what I'm saying with the way you got to get up in the morning go to work got to pay the rent bills due it depends on the time of the month if it's getting towards the bill time I got overtime anybody got time to watch the whole movie put on Pandora you got two songs I'm gonna smash those and get out <laughs> done dada <laughs> This is a wrap. I mean, you got two Jay-Zs on from 444, and we out. Maybe one from from Damn, Mar, Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, everyone knows the stats. I mean, you've, we've heard the set, you know, no game sevens. No game sevens. No. All, all, all of that stuff. We, we've, we've heard all of that stuff. I mean, everybody's gotten used to it. As time goes on, the aura. No sweeps and the finals either. Yes. The aura just grows, you know. The legend builds with time. Yeah. Seeing, seeing the same highlights, the same replays. What I think is funny about the Jordan versus LeBron debate is really that it's a generational thing, just like it is with the generations of athletes before us. When when we were first talking about Jordan being the best, they were still saying Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robertson. Dr. J would have beat the brakes off of MJ. You know, there was they weren't ready to give Larry and Magic still got him, and then MJ beat Magic in the finals, and then they had yeah. to kind of pump the brakes a little. But that's only his first one, and then it started becoming a title like, to make. Hey, you two more. But, but Man, you know, like, think about it, though. Like, it's a general, like, because part of it yeah, is. Yeah, I get that. Part of it is what we remember seeing, and when we saw MJ, we saw MJ, when we, we were idolized him. We idolized him. So
0: now and we're grown-ass
2: men, and we're looking at these. I was 11 yeah. This game we're watching, we're watching. We've got Portland versus Chicago game one 1992 finals on the TV, right? I was 11 when I watched this game, Same. like Jordan was my whole childhood, right?
1: So, I think that what, what part of that is is when it comes to arguing and debating the next generation of guys because what they do is they elevate the game. Jordan elevated it from Oscar Robertson and Dr. J, Dr. J elevated the game. From the simplicity that we saw with the Celtics winning and Wilt being really the only big man and things of like that. The game changes, all sports change, they elevate it. But so that's part of the argument that makes it hard to you don't want to concede that these new guys are better than the guys and the legends that we've we've built up. I still got Bo in my in my room. You yeah, know, yeah. you get in my yep. son's room. You feel me? Yeah. I got Michael on the wall. So But again it's it's where they have a place in our heart. Joe Montana, you know, four knowing Super Bowls, he never Yeah, but I'm giving it up.
2: but I think Brady took that one. But at some point You know what I mean? Like at some point you gotta you gotta pass the torch. Gotta pass the torch. But I also think that what is really hard for well it puts the pumps the brakes on every what am I trying to say? Every now and again a team comes out that shows you that it's still just team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like when the Pistons came through, they didn't have any real superstars on that squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rasheed Wallace was in, was the best player on that team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and yeah. they and they took down the Lakers. Yes. It went back to back. Yeah. You know, so so every now and then, and I think that also that makes us take a step back and go, well, is that player really that good? You know what I mean? I think when those those little situations happen. Where it becomes a team, or if they get put on like a super squad, yes. and it falls through, like what happened with, uh, with uh, when LeBron went to Miami that first year, and they're like, um, aren't you guys supposed to win this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, why yeah. You, like, like Dallas, I did, really? Yeah, why did Dirk, Dirk, Dirk? <laughs> why is, it was why a, is Mark Cuban dancing right now? was like, it
1: old ass Jason Kidd the point guard when they won it? No, J. J- Jason Kidd's old ass, I think, was the point guard for the Mavericks when they beat the Heat. He went back to Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so.
2: We'll have to fact check that
1: one. Uh huh. We will.
2: You know.
1: But yeah, and then even um like the time
2: or why San Antonio is always so good. Right. Very fundamental, very do this, do that. You know, they're the lowest dunking team. Because Pop's like, don't dunk, it takes too much energy. Save your energies. Get your buckets. Yeah, don't matter. how. Doesn't matter keep... how. Just, just be up. Fundamentals, fundamentals. Pass, pass, pass. So I think, I think when those happen, it kind of makes us take a step back from, you know. Otherwise, you know, it would just Jordan would just run away. Kobe would have just ran away. LeBron would just run away. With now you're the best. So. Right. And then the t- a good team will come to pump the brakes on that. Yep. Yeah,
1: and. um. This is just a random side note, but going back to what ifs, the world of what ifs, yeah. where the Bulls were the best team, going back to the 90s, what we're watching right now, we didn't get to see what we're, what would have really happened had the Bulls faced the Rockets one of those two years in the NBA Finals. Because Jordan was still the best player in the game, Yep. but the Rockets at that time Alajouan um, was right there. He was number one A, right? <laughs> he was on the West Coast in Houston, and no one was paying attention to him like that. Nope. Um, but they were playing very good team ball. It was yes. they had Alajouan and some good, decent players. But then.
2: Sam Cassell was on that squad, right? Cassell,
1: Kenny Smith, Vernon Maxwell, who always used to give Jordan problems because he was all up in Jordan's grill, like, trying to, like, land Stevenson his ass, (laughs) you know what I mean, blowing in ears and shit, you know. (laughs) So, like, we didn't get to see what would have happened in that situation where the greatest player we've ever seen at that time goes against a team that's got a damn good player and a legend in his own right, but more of a... Role playing team, like the, you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. didn't get to see
2: that. That would have been great to see. That would have been great to see how that, how been, to see, how that it happened played to the out. Lakers. It happened to Miami. You know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah, it happened to him. Mm-hmm. But Jordan had to get in trouble for gambling, had to leave the NBA so he wouldn't get suspended. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> People forget
1: that. People think he's just like I got nothing else to prove. Nah, man, no, he was about to get busted. No. It was
2: just dead. Eh, maybe, maybe he was about to get popped. Maybe. They were just keeping it under wraps because they wanted to run the game. We were in the face of the NBA. And as soon as that suspension was over, he went back to the NBA. Yeah. Played baseball for a little bit. He goes, let me try it out with the White Sox for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stole 50 bases. <laughs> Fast. It's pretty solid. Couldn't really hit all that well.
1: Nah. No, he
2: couldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He couldn't hit.
1: That speed was hella slow. <laughs> Well, shoot! We just started in basketball and then we went into baseball. So let's, let's stay in baseball. Let's do that. Go for it. Uh,
2: so, what do we want to talk about? I've got top five your favorite baseball fights.
1: Now, nah, let's save that for a different break. That's going to take up a whole segment on its own. So let's to
2: the fields, the sizes, and the yeah, fields, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go there. All right. So, well, since Jordan was hitting,
1: uh-huh. you know,
0: <laughs>
2: how do you feel about the DH? Since you're since you're an NL fan, yes, because the Giants and everything, you uh-huh. know, like. Your pitcher has to bat. Yes. I'm an AL guy. My White Sox, the pitcher doesn't bat. Uh-huh. So.
1: Okay. I I hate the fact that my pitcher has to hit. But I love DH and no DH because I, I love NL baseball because I like the managing that has to go on in in the National League, when you have to decide, you have to strategize. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. decide when to pull your it's pitcher. Fifth inning, and, and he's pitch is I, coming up. Do I let him get another at bat? You know what I mean? You're, do I pull him now? You're that down part by of one. it is—I love the coaching aspect of the National League because of that reason. I don't like seeing the the pitcher hit so much, but again, it's fundamental. There's, it's fundamentals. I think a pitcher should, if nothing else, be able to get up there and drop a bunt.
2: Okay, you're the manager. It's one nothing. Okay. It's one nothing in the sixth inning. All right. Two outs. Runners on second and third. Your pitcher's coming to the bat. He's got under 100 pitchers. Under 100 pitches. The only one that was a was a home run. That's the only hit that he had all game. Uh-huh. All right. Do you pull him? One nothing. One out. Two outs.
1: Two outs. Second and third.
2: Pitcher's coming up to bat. He's he's been pitching a hell he's of a game. He's been dealing. The only the only hit is a home run. Wow. Um, Do you pull him and try and, and try and get a, try and get that base hit to to run in the other two? Nope. It, no, I keep him. I keep him in. You keep him just to see if I keep maybe him in. he gets a hit. Because Chances if, are he won't.
1: If he, Yeah, chances are he won't get a hit. But if he's dealing like that, then I need him to keep the game close for the guys that are supposed to hit to fucking get a hit and get themselves in. He'll get out. We'll have the top of the lineup come up in the next inning. But what I don't want to do is ruin my team's mojo by having a pinch hitter come in, not get that run, and now I have it. to bring in a reliever who's not... Cause that other team does. That other team wants me to bring in a pinch hitter. They want a new pitcher. They're gonna lick their chops when they go. All right, we got a new pitcher. Let's focus. It's a brand new ball game. So I want to keep them on edge, knowing that they're they've gotten lucky with one hit and one run. So I'm gonna let my pitcher hopefully
2: get a hit, and if not, See, that that's where I'm gonna go. My team doesn't need those need those stresses on their lives. <laughs> they got enough stresses. <laughs> yeah, because you going guys are simple, aneurisms.
1: you AL simpletons
2: over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't want to have to strategize whatever we want everyone to hit
2: Are you kidding the hearts of those lineups that's scary those those can get scary when no. you get down to three four five you know what I mean yeah. that dh is right in there uh-huh prolong some careers
1: I'm not mad that I'm not mad that the dh exists I just don't want them to go one way or the other I don't want them to say both leagues are going DH or both leagues are going to get rid. You know, no DH. I like that the AL has a DH. I like that the NL doesn't because I like the fact that the AL has historically been known for calling higher pitches in the strike zone than in the National League. National League is normally favored low pitches. They like they favor the pitchers for some reason. That's just what they've said. I like that kind of stuff, and that's why I'm glad that I'm glad they have interleague because when the home team gets it, yeah, that's you got to play. Gotta play by their rules. I-, I love it. I don't want them to change that at all. Um, and for all you simpletons, go ahead and stay over there hey, in the hey, American League. Hey, hey. Garland
2: Garland on the White Sox went yard. You know, back back in uh, I think it was '06. Uh huh. I don't think it was. It may have been 05 when they won this when they won the series, but they had a pitcher go yard. I mean, Bummy goes yard multiple times a season. But you know, that's he, he's he's country strong over there.
1: Well, yeah, lumberjack man, corn-fed, corn fed <laughs> chopping down <laughs> redwoods and shit <laughs> with a butter knife.
2: <laughs> okay, now next question: uh, uh, field sizes. I love it. You love that they're different sizes. You don't think that it gives a team, like a certain home team, more an advantage or a disadvantage because they get to play in either a pitcher's park or a batter's park? Yes it does give
1: them an advantage or disadvantage And that's what makes baseball unique as well So you wouldn't like it if Everybody had the same size field I wouldn't be mad at it That's just kind of boring I think we had that. We grew up watching that. When we were growing up, they had the multi-purpose stadiums that are all circular, and they pretty much True. were three thirty-three down the line, three seventy-five yep. in the alley, and four hundred to four ten in the middle. We've seen that. Yeah. It's the same so we've standard. The games as was
2: baseball was still yeah. out there, yeah. and and the
1: Raiders were playing. Yeah. So I think we've seen that. I thought it got cool once these ballparks started making ballparks that fit their city fit their identity that they wanted to go for. There's a mound in center field against the wall. Yeah, like the way Houston had it at first where in center field it went up. There was a ramp out there and it was like 435 feet or some shit like that. They've since flattened it out. But no, I
2: love it. I think that makes Makes a little more interesting. It makes it a little bit more interesting. Can you you jack it into that corner where it's going to bounce around and get lost? You know, Triple's Alley
1: in San Francisco, I love that. Fenway, it gives it gives the park character. It gives it where sometimes the game might be boring. You go, somebody hits it over the green. Now you see something in the green monster, and you go to these parks and you get to see something different at each park. That's why I think it would be. It's uh, if I wasn't so old, but I, I still got time. Who knows? A bucket list of mine would have would be to go see all of the major league ballparks. More so than basketball, more so than football, because the dimensions are all the same, and I don't care that much about and other people's about teams. baseball. I don't care that much about other people's teams, but I would love to see other teams' ballparks because I know they're different.
2: You know, my uh, my brother-in-law did that when he was when my him and my sister moved from. Seattle back to uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They drove down to San Diego to see us, and then went across, and he was stopping at the different ballparks. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, either catching a game, or if they're, uh, like, away, he would go and get a tour of the stadium. Yeah. So.
1: That's cool. Baseball's a game for failure. You're supposed to fail. You fail. fight like sa- life. Yeah. So then... What's wrong with having a situation where you wouldn't have hit that out in your park because your park is hella big, but since they got a short park a short uh, porch in Houston yeah. in left field and you just happen to get a little bit of it, you get lucky. You know, like
0: that the wouldn't way have the been, wind blows. Yeah, man.
1: the way the wind blows. Man, that wouldn't have went out at home, but damn it, we're in Houston. Thank God. Yeah, yeah you get you deserve that. Or I remember in high school our infield was higher than our outfield not because it was constructed that way just because they were too they were too poor to level it out you know what i mean at in high school so if you were playing the outfield and let's say you missed your cutoff man and you're throwing it back into the infield and you hit that line of where the grass and the dirt meet (laughs) it could depending on how you hit it it could come directly back it could carry them off and go at a different angle so what well, we welcome to Matador Stadium, you know what I mean? Yeah, because we'd see other teams do it when they came in. Uh, but that would that, help
2: your fundamentals, though. Yeah. Hit the cutoff hit man, It's it the cutoff guy,
1: cutoff. But some some kids coming in and trying to show off their and arm, the and then, arm, and then they they want to go show something off, and they hit the wrong spot,
2: and yeah, they're they're complaining about what happened. It's don't like, wreck the rotator before you get to the majors, <laughs> dude. Like you to blow that out. Yeah, you need to throw somebody out from center when you're playing in the major leagues. That's <laughs> yeah that's game on the line type stuff yeah, that's not
1: it. yeah you know what what do you guys think as far as that dh or no dh and a- field sizes and the field sizes
2: that's a two question for you guys
1: yeah it's be- oh we got baseball fans out there hit us back all right so it's cal K.O.'s in the building we're brought to you by anchor of course and always appreciate you there's already been one life dropping bomb i don't know how to even start that one like there's already been one groundbreaking story
0: for us in the life department i got married Bum that was loud that was off the radar right there you see my audiograph i did i'm on point my levels are right that means you're excited because i'm excited for you you got married i've been harping on this i don't know how long man bugging you i'm the i'm the fan of bug 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 look man we did it all right shut up now all right yeah but cool but you got married though it's important. I'm not deflecting because I'm going to get to my good news in a minute. But I'm still going to give you your time in the spotlight because the spotlight is warm. And sometimes the cool breeze goes through there and makes your nipples hard. You're going to make your nipples unhard right now by leaving you in the spotlight to warm you up a little bit, cook you a little bit, make you darker, come to the dark side. Thank you for
1: letting me get a little dark and get some warmth. Murray. He got, he got Murray. Nah, yeah, Good looking out. But well, what's going on with you, man?
0: Ah, see? Oops. As you say this, yes. you bring out one... We got another. Where are socks uh, go? Where your socks at? She took one <coughs> off. The... Hey. hey. So yeah, then chill um, I took the Chilla. other one off. They're laying in my room. Yeah, so we're, uh, we, we, got, we got a girl. You
1: yes, you see? do. And, um, Lovely Kalea.
0: We're having a, another baby boy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it <come laughs> in September. Be calm till September. Don't come in September. You ain't going to get no sleep in November. No, you won't. <laughs> Don't forget about October. Forget trick, about the next
1: 18 years <laughs> Until September <laughs>
0: I'm just Yeah man saying. We uh, we went to the doctor today And found out that um, Well we knew our wife was pregnant My wife was pregnant But just um, found out that We're having a boy That's so amazing We had our first boy We lost him Got rest of the soul Then two months later we Got pregnant with this one So we got Kalea She's out Active Live Big year uh, She'll be here on the 27th Yeah Of April mm-hmm. And um, in September We'll be having our boy So it's <laughs> adding to the family But we're donezo I'm Somebody's getting tied or snipped, but it's happening. It's a rap, wrap. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm here. Good for you, man. Yeah, man Congratulations. Came back, and I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out how to name him. I told her I was like, look, I'm gonna name him Kasim because I gotta have a junior because both my brothers have a junior. It's the thing we do. And she was like, you don't even like your name. You go to Starbucks and you use an, an alias. Like, you want him to that's have, true. I said, you want him to have that same kind of life? I was like, yes, yeah, fun. I'm an actor. I'm only gonna have a different name on stage
1: man i'm so happy for both of you you know and then i'm also happy that one of you going to get snipped immediately afterwards during i don't know what how that's gonna so this go this baby's already measuring right. a week early
0: wow and it's big it's a big baby already her stomach's already showing so we're thinking that she's going to go full term and do c-section so if c-section then she's going to get uh tied. Mm-hmm. but i'm like you know what i'm just gonna get my tie anyway <laughs> I don't know, man. I just you know, I, really just as a support. Like, you know, I support you. You got this done, so I'm gonna go out and deal with some pain too, involving with the kids. Wow. So I ain't got pregnant before, and I never had to carry a baby, so I don't know about the pain, but I know about getting kicked in the nuts, and I know that when you get your stuff snipped for a vasectomy, it feels like getting kicked in the nuts for like so a week, right? The nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. CBD know. oil help with that. You know what I'm saying? Rub the ball with CBD oil. Be good. Nice plug. Same as plug to a shout out CBD company. You know, I'm saying we love it. Uh huh. Man, you might be high for a week. I mean, I didn't
1: think the conversation was going to go there. They're talking about you might just get snipped just to support. You know. Yeah. Why not? Like, I, I was willing to get snipped, but I'm I'm a different breed. Like, I went to the doctor when I was like in my early 20s and asked to get snipped, and the doctor looked at me and laughed, like, "Man, you're bugging." It's like no I'm serious like I'm ready like I know I don't want anything so I like just save save me the rest of my 20s of drama and just let me just go ahead and wild out and like go ahead and let's make that happen that didn't happen of course but when it came time for the kid to be born since Smush was born C-section then they recommend that they do the same thing right so for us it was very simple it was like hey yo so while you in there you know what I mean? You just want to on. go ahead and
0: go, on and go ahead and lock, the, uh, all that stuff,
1: lock all that stuff up. You know, perfect. Thank you. What? Yep. Man, you have a boy. You have them both. Yeah. Like two years apart by the
0: time. To- no, just only a year apart. Year and a, a, a year. half. A year and a couple months. Like me and my brothers. Yep. So, um. What? See?
1: That's so cool. I didn't
0: tell you to get behind me, and then you couldn't move. <laughs> now you're stuck. Get, your- <laughs> get on over here. Where your socks at? You good? That's dad life right there go, she Beautiful up, she thing up one of the Yes the of the floor, and she Yeah mouth, Really she mouth, Jesus Okay Yeah
1: Dance, 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 dance Go, go, go Oh yeah Go, 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 go. Move those feet Move those feet Oh yeah go oh, yes oh yes yes goes go cocalea go. Go cocolalea go cocalea go cocaa she's dancing she's dancing she's dancing and dropping and squatting she's quick she's up balance one years old balance of an athlete one years old balance of an athlete one year old balance of, an athlete. One year old. Balance of an athlete balance of a athlete one years
0: old
1: Alright, I'm ready You, you ready? go ahead and ask your question, right. man Wait, oh, I never mind Don't mean to cut you off But I guess I should do this It's Cal minus KO It's the Cal and Vin show Brought to you by Anchor Now we gotta talk some music
2: During the break Since we're listening to music We're watching sports You know, two passions of ours are obviously sports That's what we talk about all the time Yep. But uh, hip-hop I grew up in Chicago Listening to hip-hop you know it's, it's what you do On the south side
0: yeah.
2: You know it's, There's not a lot of rock Going on In the neighborhood I grew up in So That you know, became a love of mine And I said Who are your favorite MC's Not your, not the top Not who you think Are the top five Top ten But who are your Personal favorites Yeah because I like those, that are, question. those are two different Topics
1: Absolutely Everybody has fun getting into debates about the top ten or top five or your best play, best players, yeah. best who's MC- the best lyricist. You know, like your favorites, man. It's a personal preference, and that's why most of the time when people are giving their best, it's, it's, it's still different. A, it, yeah, the ones who
2: know. do it correctly are doing it different than their favorites. Right. Correct. They're able, to, they're able to differentiate between the the who's actually good and who they would like.
1: Yes, I agree. So to answer your question, some of my my favorite MCs, and we'll go out ten, and that's hard. That's hella hard to go ten. But my favorite MC Do you, growing did you up,
2: wait, did you do them in order? Like no particular order, no particular but order, I'll just... give them to
1: you just like Tupac. I've always been a Tupac dude. If you I remember something in Pulp Fiction, and I don't know if it made it in the movie or from something I saw in the outtakes, but Uma Thurman's telling John Travolta you know, you can't be an Elvis and a Beatles person. You either one or the other. You like them both, but you don't like them both the same. There's one that you like more than the other. Okay? So, with that concept and that thought for hip hop, I would be a Tupac person, not a Biggie person. Well, I mean, you're West Coast. Okay. So, no disrespect to Biggie. No, no. So, yeah. I mean, I understand that. Favorite MCs. I mean, Pac was always one of those dudes. I like guys. Common's on my list. I forgot Common. He's so good. I forgot Common. He's so good. No, I love Common, but I, I mean, favorite MCs, Pac, Jay Z. I love the fact that I remember Jay Z's first album, Reasonable Doubt, yeah. and I've bought them every one of them as they that came was a out. Solid album. It was, and that's the one everyone forgets.
2: Yeah, right. I think Hard Knock Life.
1: You know what I mean? So, um, Rock Kim. I love Rock Kim. I think Rock Kim was the guy that changed the game. Once, once Rock Kim came on, everybody had to been really put thought into their rhymes. And they had they to put some
2: style into it too. They couldn't just yeah. do the same, right? You know, rappers delight type. No. You know, and you on to- the beat, on the beat, the beat, the beat, beat, beat the, beat, the beat, the beat, the beat, beat. Yeah, they couldn't just brag about the DJ,
1: which is what MCs first started doing was well, yeah. hyping the DJ. So, but Rock Kim was like, nah. Even though it was still Eric B and Rakim, paying respect to the DJ first in the name, Rakim was a whole other monster with that mic. Yep. So I think he he's like Mount Rushmore. He or like oh he, yeah yeah he's, oh he's definitely he, you know like BC and AD. It's like Rakim's that in in the timeline Rakim
2: after Rakim
1: in the timeline of hip hop. Rakim's that Rakim the god. Like he, I believe in that. You know what I mean? Like he was the guy. Uh, but then Andre 3000 is one of my favorites, Eminem, Snoop, Tribe Called Quest as a group and as individuals. Well, individual we can get, groups MCs. Afterwards. We'll okay. get groups afterwards. Okay, but I, I, but they but were tip so, was, was off the hook. But they were so dope. Who are your favorite MCs? Trot. That's just all so of them. They fall it, yeah, five, straight up crew. yeah. Red Man, love ah, Red Man, oh, yeah, love, love Red Man, love, love Nas. Um, I've always been an Ice Cube fan. I think that's 10. Rock Kim, Tupac, Jay Z, 3000, Eminem, Snoop, Tribe, Redman, Nas, Ice Cube. I mean, I didn't elaborate on Slim Shady, but Slim Shady, in my opinion, is probably the best to ever fucking touch a microphone. Probably.
2: In the my song Rap could,
1: God? And I could argue Ooh. that he's the best. He like, he hits almost every style. Yeah, Eminem is probably the best probably to touch Probably the most
2: touching. versatile MC. Any style,
1: any style you want to touch, he could touch it. He's like, how do you can... want me to beat you? Right. It's the only other person I could probably mess with him: two, Black Thought from the Roots.
2: Oh. And probably Red Man. I mentioned him earlier. You know what I mean? Like just. We have a lot of the same ones. There's some different ones that I got. Like I got Nas. Uh, I got Eminem. I got Cube. I got Red Man. Um, but I also got Mos Def. Mm-hmm. He's just so smooth. Yeah. Dude, freestyling, if he has a beat with him or if he doesn't, uh, Common, I got Big on there. I don't have i don't have Pac, I have Big, but I was more towards uh, East Coast anyways. Uh, Method Man as a solo MC, he's further down my list, but, you know, Easy E just because it's, you know, it's easy. Yeah. You know, he was just like some of his, like, uh, Easy Does It, um, Only If You Want It. You know, when, when he came back with a uh, real motherfucking G's. Yeah. That's, yeah. dude, he yeah. came out hard on that. Um, And I got Kanye and then Honorable Mesh. And I don't even have Snoop on my list. Oh, okay. Uh, my Honorable Mesh's are Busta, Rhymes, and Pac.
1: Yeah, those are, yeah, it's I mean, tough. It's, but you know what, though? We grew up in that golden era of hip-hop where it's tough, and we're, we're picking all of those OG's. Busta, I've, had, I've got all Busta's albums. You know, it's a tough one. Break word. your neck! What? It's real, man. Like so those those guys that you're uh most deaf. Talib Kwali honorable yeah. men Um to be honest, one of my favorites right now, and he would be one of my favorites if he came out twenty years ago, is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. This bad Kendrick boy. Kendrick is he's he's next level.
2: Kendrick's holding hip hop down right now. So he's, he's got there. a little help, but you know, everybody else is just on there yeah. <laughs> It's horrible. It's like it's like hip hop is repeating itself with the with the original hip hop everybody's doing the same beat to where you got one guy starting to change the game yeah so no
1: i think we had a lot of the same guys kanye i agree with you young kanye young kanye when he, was, he same when he kanye. was going in another one that should be mentioned is guru from gangstar i used to love oh. gangstar and listen to gangstar all day that was a good tandem between primo and and guru doing their thing but yeah, you man, keep popping Scott.
2: in you keep popping into uh into groups so, who are your favorite groups?
1: All right, you want to go, all go. let do five. You want to go first since I went first on the MCs. Okay,
2: I oh. know we got a couple. Uh, Wu, yep, is all time favorite. I put I would listen to Wu over any of any solo artist. I could listen to him all day. All right, um, NWA of course. Yep, uh, Cypress Hill. Ooh, love Cypress Hill. Solid, and then uh, Beastie Boys and Tribe. Nice. You know, I gotta, I gotta pay homage to the Beasties. Yeah, they just, they just stuck around for so long, and their style was so unique, and they introduced, like, they, uh, they brought in a lot of different sounds and a lot of different artists with them. I would put them up
1: there as well. And they stayed yes.
2: true with, with, with uh, doing what they wanted with it. You know what I mean? They didn't, let it become commercialized. They didn't try to do anything other than what they
1: are. Exactly. Which is good. Yeah, I, I love Beat. License to Ill is still one of the most.
2: Classic albums ever Yeah um, But I even had to string A couple of them afterwards Like yeah. uh, um, uh, What was it Not Ill Communications Ill Communication was hard uh, but Paul's Boutique Check um, Your Head Check Your Head Yeah Dude from beginning to end You just Classics You just toss You can just toss on Check Your Head And just kick it back And just You know It stands the test of time
1: Yep I agree So you touched on Some of the same ones I got Wu-Tang on there I got N.W.A. You have to. I got Tribe, of course. I have The Roots. Roots is good. I have E.P.M.D.
2: Ooh, that's a nice one.
1: Yeah. And I got Outkast with three stacks and Big Boy being so different, but sounding so great together, and then breaking up and leaving us all hanging, waiting for more music. They're like the hip-hop version of the Beatles to me, as far as... The, the diversity and the creative sounds that they were putting out with hip-hop and organized noise as the main producers. I have those groups on, on there those were some of my favorites Beastie Boys as well but those ones right there they stuck with me right there. I gotta go
2: those man.
1: And it's tough honorable mention. The Fugees
2: Yeah, they were dope Yeah, but they they, they touched a little more R&B with Lauryn Hill Yeah, but Lauren had bars, though. She did. And everybody sleeps on that. Lauren had
1: bars. Lauren was writing proz's rhymes.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: Lauren and Clef were writing proz's rhymes. He would try to write his own shit, and Clef would be like, like, dude, that's whack, man. Like, you can say that if you want, or you could have us write you some shit, and we could get on this record. (laughs)
2: Lauren, come help him out with his lyrics. Straight up. I can't right now. I'm hating on white people. Yeah, she said, ooh, na, (laughs) na, (laughs) na.